I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. All right. Hey, everybody. We're back. It's core. Not another show I wouldn't mention. Uh, Don't worry. We We killed a bad thing in post. Nobody should worry their little heads about this confusing thing I'm saying right now. But we'd like to welcome you all back to CORE. It is Wednesday, June 26, 2019. Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, John Jagger. We're all here to talk about the world of video games and all the stuff that that might entail or detail. I've got a couple of things I want to get off my chest early here because uh, a thing has happened that came unexpectedly to me. It's almost like finding out you're pregnant when you were sure you used a condom. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Relatable. You guys are wondering where I'm going with this. (laughs) We've Uh, all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. So I thought I would not like Auto Chess or all of the games that has spawned. I thought that that was just never going to be for me as it was described for me. I went, I don't know. That doesn't sound like my kind of game. I don't love uh, Dota anyway. Uh, currently, Currently constituted Dota, although I have a very funny story to tell later about Dota uh, in general, but I don't play League of Legends. My my uh, MOBA of choice is the third place MOBA in the market, which is Heroes of the Storm. I assume it still is. I don't know. What else What else could be at this point? It has to be third, right? Distant third, maybe, but still got to be third. Anyway. I think it's only three that I know of. I don't think there's any other MOBAs that exist anymore. Aren't there like, uh, well, I mean, there's that. Uh, let's not, if we don't count mobile, we're talking just PC. China's got something. That I can't think What's of right that? now. You play as a god one. You're god. Oh, uh, Smite. Smite. Yeah, that's kind of a, that's yeah. a MOBA, right? Third person, little action MOBA. I guess so. But I, I never, I always discount it because it's third person. It feels like it's its own thing. Do you think it needs, so is your de- in your definition, you need to be three-quarter view, you know? Yeah, the top down. I just think probably the, I'm sure they're not that different probably. ultimately, but I just always discounted it. Don't you kind of wish that, uh, this is a side note, but don't you wish blizzard had let uh mod tools happen for diablo 3 because that game could have probably provided a pretty rad platform for building out some sort of mod uh you know dota like mods that players would have fetched around with we could have some fun with that i think i think so it's not too late if they release four you can make three open source yeah can you imagine that all right that'd be great uh anyway back to the point um I was sure that this was just not going to be my thing. This was going to pass me by, that the interest in this was going to go everywhere else but me. And, you know, I'd dabble. I'd, tr- I'd try it, of course. I need to try it just to see what's up. But I didn't think it'd get its claws into me. Well, I'm here to tell you that 
somehow this thing got its claws in me. Specifically, Dota's uh, Dota 2 Underlords, which um, if you remember a few weeks back when that name was being bandied about in rumors, everybody thought it might be an action RPG or some other kind of thing. Well, it turns out it's exactly what we, or many had thought it was, which is them and their own auto chess game. So that's what it is. And uh, this thing's launched simultaneously on iOS and Android last week. Week before that, they had a closed limited beta on PC. Uh, now it's available to anybody on PC uh, as a free download. Not really sure what their monetization plans are. Uh, Team Fight Tactics is a game Riot's working on that is almost exactly like this. And of course, there's the Chinese developers who decided to go back to China and make a mobile game and a game for Epic Store called Auto Chess that is also out and available uh, to play. Although I don't know if the Epic one's up, but the there no, the Epic one is. And I went there, and you have to sign up for Alpha. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I was like, okay. Both the that and and the Riot one are not openly available to everybody. There's limited limited access currently. Uh, the yeah. Dota Two one, smartly, I I believe. Uh, for their market share is out and playable and is being updated daily and is like they're kind of going crazy with it. Anyway, all of that being said, not to make this about me, but I thought I was going to hate it and now I can't stop playing it. I don't know what that's about because it contains features of things I don't love normally. There's a little CCG in here, not much, more deck builder than than CCG. So it's a little bit more Slay the Spire in terms of build your thing over time. I'm into that. But a little surprised that that's the thing I'm compelled by. The other part is the actual fighting happens with without you. So all you're planning ahead is for you to put dudes out on a stage and then they go fight the other team and you hope you come out the victor. But you can only just sort of watch that. There's no, um, you know, using abilities or anything during that time other than the abilities your characters have. And, and those heroes will pop those off as they have them. But they do it automatically without your control. That's a little tower defensey, as pointed out by Kyle and Bo in the in our TWBD Slack, uh, which I hadn't really considered, but I think you guys are right. There's a little bit of that in there. I usually hate that. I don't mind it so much here, all right? So then there's uh, the other thing, which is everybody's got to have some kind of battle royale thing going on these days, and this game is exactly that. Eight players enter, one leaves. That's how it works. So it's eight multiplayer people. You play until you've lost all your hit points and you're out of the game. Uh, I've been kind of tired of that. But there it is, another aspect of this game that I kind of like in the, in the way that it's used. So I think, as constituted right now, it just contains a bunch of little things that work really well together. And I finally understand why that mod was so popular. And I'm even more irritated by the day that Nintendo... Sorry, not Nintendo. I do want one from Nintendo. Just throwing that out there. That'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, let's make that happen, Nintendo. Uh, sure. But uh, that Blizzard doesn't have one of these in the works or happening or something. Uh, and I went through this ad nauseum on the instance. If you really want to hear me go off on it, go listen to that. John heard it. He can confirm. Uh, but my main takeaway from that was if Blizzard was a little more agile and they had teams that were devoted to go jumping on trends and doing a better job than the rest of the market, this is one that they could have tackled and they could have the, the superior game out because a, they've got all the assets they have literally the original characters that all these phony baloney characters are based on. And boy, have I learned a lot about those guys in the last week. Um, and it annoys me to no end. It's like, here's the tree prophet. That's supposed to be Malfurion, but he's the, uh, sorry, not tree prophet. What's he called? No, I think it's tree prophet. It's tree Nature's prophet. Nature's prophet. 
Uh, that's nature's prophet. <laughs> but anyway, he's he's just Malfurion. And then there's like a Illidan guy. And there's a, you know, all these guys that are just basically all these Blizzard heroes. And I just think no, about how... it's like you walked into the Gup. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's literally ripoff city. Totally like, it is. Totally it is. And the, and you know what? I'll I'll give this to Dota's uh, art team. Everything looks real nice. Like looks really nice. It's just that these aren't these original characters. They're all these knockoffs. There's stitches. There's uh the freaking uh he's called the um ma- ogre mage. Guess who guess what no, that is? John? Ogre mage. You're talking about the stitches ripoff? No. Ogre mage no. is uh uh, John, since you don't really go anywhere near Dota, if I said to you, hey, they've got an ogre mage, what would you guess that looks like? What does that sound like? Trogal, probably. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. He's basically, he's 100% Trogal. He's a two-headed guy, mage on this side, grunty dude on this side. But so, it's not just Blizzard that they rip off. They have a Drow archer, and the Drow is like literally a Forgotten Realms dark out. Like, it's... It's local to that universe. <laughs> Tro is not a universal term for like all fantasy worlds. That's true. There's also yeah. like underground Zerg stuff. Uh, there's like a Zerg creature that goes under the ground and pops up and looks just like some kind of Zerg, some kind of cross between a, uh, what were those called? Lurkers and um, Zagara, maybe. And it's just that stuff, just left and right. But the gameplay there is really kind of cool. And I'm super hooked on it. And I can't stop playing it. And I may or may not have done an interview with a magazine uh, reporter where the entire time they asked me questions, I might have been playing Dota 2 Underlords. <laughs> it's gotten to be that bad. So that's, I guess, all I had to say about it, except, you know, well, I want to go around the table here. But, John, thoughts? I, I want to I wanna play a little devil's advocate. Okay. And it, I consider it playing devil's advocate because, honestly, I agree with you. Uh, I don't really want to get into Underlords because I don't want to learn about like bagels and whatever weird name they've given uh, characters in that. Like I want to play the characters I know. Um, but I but when you say things like um, you know these are the character the Blizzard has the characters these are based on and these are the real characters and that's what their strength would be. Honestly, I think the one of the problems is that Blizzard has actually sat on its laurels too long, and I think the strength of that char- those characters is actually less than we give it credit for. Um, I think we've had so many people now who have played Dota and have played Dota 2 and have played League of Legends for years and years and years that I think there are people that see drow archer or whatever and are more excited about that than sylvanas windrunner maybe not sylvanas she's a little more well known but certainly when you get into the more obscure people um because blizzard has not really run with that in such a way that especially with younger people thrall doesn't mean much to anybody Mm. it means a lot to us it means a ton to us but you put whatever weird name they gave that character in dota 2 in a game and that means the world to somebody who's played that character. Because I'm sitting here thinking the same thing, thinking, well, I don't really want to play this game because I don't want to learn these heroes. You know, there are two League of Legends characters that I know by name. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't want to learn anymore. I like <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was I maxed out. I was like, all right, cool. I got well, what I are got the two, two, by the way? Just curious. What, who do you like? Uh, Siver and Riven. Siver and Those Riven. That's, those are the two that I know. All I right. don't know any other characters in League of Legends. I know those two. 
Um, one is basically uh, Xena. She throws a, a glaive, and the other one has a broken sword, and sometimes the sword isn't broken anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I don't want to learn these other characters, but I would be immensely interested in trying it if it was with the characters from Heroes of the Storm, because that's what I'm familiar with, and that's what I would get into. And so that's where I'm with you with, man, I wish Blizzard had done this because it does seem like a gameplay mode that I would like because it takes a lot of that, you know, performance anxiety, I guess you would call it, out of, oh, I got to get in this multiplayer match and I got to be at the top of my game or someone's going to yell at me. Instead, it's just, eh, I picked the thing and it either worked out or it didn't and I either feel good about my choices or I don't, you know, and I'm, I'm only accountable to me and that's fun. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I love that sort of thing. And that's something I could get behind. I just don't want to do it in Dota or League of Legends that much. I like that you put it that way, because there is very much a quality of like, I didn't have to impress anybody here but myself um, because nobody cares. They're just trying to win like I am. And there's something about that sort of almost asynchronous play. It's not, but it's like that kind of where there's just you have to you worry less about what's happening in real time, even though everything's happening in real time. There's it's some it. differences. Like in Dota Underlords, you're playing against um, an army, but you're not playing versus anyone. You're just trying to survive right. what their composition is. Mm-hmm. So they're busy facing their own fights. Um, the League of Legends one is out today. Actually. Oh, today is it? Okay. Interesting. And in that one, you don't fight a clone of whatever other army. You actually go head to head, head versus the person. There's some distinct differences uh, to that version, not just you know, the IPs that they're using for units. There's actual mechanical differences. Mm-hmm. So, oh, sure. um, I would assume so. But the like Dota the- one's very comfortable to play because you are, it's just solitaire versus seven other people. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You you can play it that way. That It can be casually approached that way, but also people are getting really hardcore at it and playing it very much not casually. And I'm noticing like, you know, Hearthstone streamers are streaming it. Like it's kind of taken over. It's just become this crazy new subgenre everybody's all gaga deep about run in dota underlords is like an hour to an hour and a half yeah that's the thing the games in there are longer than a dota 2 match which is long you know what i mean like or or league or whatever i mean heroes is a bad example because they they strive for short shorter matches but uh dota 2 okay first okay sorry i have just to depends how deep you go it's like an hour you play 30 or 40 rounds in an hour and a half so there's lots of matches i have to make a confession and i'm embarrassed about it Bo. so here it comes you ready for this okay. i'm not sure this is their intent but it worked i've played a lot of this game in the last week i've played a lot too actually i installed dota 2 and played a match this afternoon oh i'm <laughs> Sorry, two matches today. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I won one. I mean, I've I tried lost it too. One. There's nothing wrong with trying a game. It's okay. No, I, I totally understand. And I played it before, but it was forever ago, and it was like tutorial, and I never really got further than that. And what did you think of it in 2019? I mean, they've done a lot to it. There's a ton of characters now. Again, they all look like Blizzard ripoffs. Uh, there is a lot of people playing it. It was like 300,000 concurrent players when I was in there. That was crazy. Um, I played the arcade mode. There's a, they have a whole arcade area, uh, area or way of playing that's that has a million modes and a lot of that's well that's where the mod came from is was in that area. But when I started it, it let me choose this option. I forgot the name of it. It's basically a turbo version of the normal game. 
uh, towers are less strong, uh, resources are cheaper. Like basically just hurries it up. It's a faster game. Okay. Even then, I think I went 25 minutes. So a normal Heroes game is now as fast as a Dota 2 sped up turbo game. Um, but that was still five on five and, you know, you do all that. I picked the Jaina lady. She basically, she is a this spitting image of Jaina, but her name is like the Crystal Caster something. Some horse shit like that. Now, I know there are people who are Dota players listening to this going, yeah, she's awesome. Or, yeah, of course you played her or, you know, whatever. They, they, like John says, they like who they like. And they've already decided they like these and they don't even know who Jaina Proudmore is, I guess. Um, there's a whole generation like that, I suppose. But anyway, I picked her. And, you know, it's got items and the item shop guy and and you can buy stuff and they've streamlined a lot of that stuff. As I understand it, there's also a talent tree now that's a lot like Heroes talent tree, but it's in combination with the other item stuff you're already doing. But they seem to have streamlined a lot of that. Anyway, bottom line was that game's very pretty. It runs really well. The effects are nice. The ultimates are super cool. Uh, I... The whole time, though, I'd rather be playing Heroes of the Storm with my friends. So that was the that was the end game there. But the fact that they got me to install a 30 gig game based on me just playing auto chess all week, I think there's something to that. Like if they were looking a part of their conversation must have been, guys, we struggle to get new players into Dota. We have plenty of faithfuls. They're they're here to stay. They love the international. They spend their money here. They love it. No problem. But we're not seeing any kind of growth in new players. It's the same thing WoW faced. Everybody faces this. What if us scrambling to make an auto chess clone has the bonus effect of driving people to Dota proper? I wonder if that's, that was part of the strategy. Because why the hell else would I do it? Like, I have no I feel reason. Like they, I feel like they have to. They have to. And that was something we used to talk about a lot on when we were Heroes of the Storm exclusive core, uh, is I used to say the most I ever saw my friends in Heroes of the Storm was when the game came out, yeah. when 2.0 hit, and when they added that single-player mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the most I saw people get in. They came flooding back. And I, I feel like if there had been something to just get people playing the game, Heroes controlled beautifully, playing the heroes felt great, so many of those heroes were fun to play that if you could have just gotten more people to give it a shot and want to get into that game and want to get into that ecosystem, I think more people would have done what you did with Dota, which is, you know what? I was having fun with this. Let's see what the game that it's based around is. And if that experience could be solid on top of it, I think you would have saw that audience grow. Yeah, I don't I'm, I won't say that would have saved the game. I'm not going to claim that. Nope, this is the one thing they could have done different. I think there's a lot of things that could have been done different. But I feel like the evidence was right there on my friends list when there was a no pressure, fun and easy way to get in and just goof around in a different mode. It brought people in in droves. And I think some of them would have stuck around if they could have facilitated that more long term. They would have had the hearts and minds, which is a hard thing to do. And when you were taught when you when your game went up against the two behemoths, League of Legends and Dota 2, which were already better rivals. To have the third guy come in and go, hey, check it out. We're Blizzard. Look at this. And everybody went, Bleh! that's lame. That's the kid. And they never even touched it. I know so many people who badmouth that game and never played a single match. So, yes, 100% yes. Like, it would have done better had the lead-in been the cool accepted thing. 
because otherwise yeah. it was very it was very uh confrontational almost these guys trying to bust in there everybody just you know doubted it from the beginning even though once you play it you go ooh blizzard has the right idea here i'm going to stay here so now that i've had that taste of dota again despite the changes and the fixes i still don't want to be there very long like i still don't really want to be in there and it makes me want to just go play heroes but then that makes me want to have an auto chess game that blizzard makes <laughs> And they could do it. They have the engine. They have the assets. They have the skins. They have the everything to make this. Except everything the except the team or the willingness to put somebody back in there to say, guys, five of you, go make it. All the art stuff is at your disposal. Go make a video game that rivals this stuff. It's probably too late already. Again, it's too late. Once again, Blizzard, it's too late. Well, you have that interview with Mike Morheim today. The big quote going around him talking about, one, that he's no longer under a non-compete clause and can go work somewhere else now. And two, an, another interview where he said, yeah, we waited too long on Heroes. Like, he he talked glowingly about that game, but said, yeah, we were five years too late on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, that was the big quote today was Mike Morheim saying, yeah, we, we drug our feet. Learn from that. Get in here while the water is still slightly warm. And if it doesn't pan out, oh, well, Blizzard needs to add that dynamic layer to their team to be able to say, you know what? We will we will polish it as we go. We will turn this into what it needs to be or we won't when we'll walk away from it and we'll do the next thing. Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, about about this auto chess craze is that, I mean, this has no bearing on whether or not it makes money or it, it serves as a good gateway to your MOBA. It is kind of, what's the best word to use that isn't toxic? Flash in it's, the pan. It's not even flash in the plan. It's pretty basic. Like I've played this stuff on the StarCraft II arcade years ago. Like there's there's nothing new or overly complex about it. That doesn't mean it isn't fun. Like I'm, I've been enjoying playing it and I have kind of the same boat as Scott. I was, was very... I was full of misgivings the first day I played it, but then the next day I'm like, ah, let me just play it some more. And I'm like, no, there's some satisfying strategy in it. Mm-hmm. I think there's way too much RNG for it to be fun for me, at least. But people, some folks do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, there's like no new assets in the game. There's nothing new here. They're just, you know, throwing out a game that's pretty fun. That's all it is. And so I would say like, just for me, I'm like, just keep working on Diablo 4. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, just but... make, something, make something good and don't worry about this thing because Heroes is already in the position it's in. Releasing an auto chess isn't going to improve hero, whatever they got going for No, Heroes but they could have had a huge hit on their hands had they put out auto chess. Let's say they had, they had been first with this because the deal was Riot was already working on it. These guys have been working on it since the mod took off and the mod people were back in China making their standalone version. During that time... Blizzard could have done something. And some people have said to me, well, that's not what Blizzard does. They take forever. They polish everything down to a fine shine. And that's just not the way they work. And I would argue, neither does Valve or Riot. Riot has one video game and a million things they've come up with internally that they keep scrapping, starting, and scrapping. The polish argument that that's moved. That standard has moved. It has been (laughs) moved. And also Blizzard can maintain... Two things can be true at once is my main point. And also Blizzard... Uh, or sorry, Valve, another glacially moving, slow moving developer who just prints money with Steam these days anyway, so they don't really have a motivating reason to do much more. They take forever to have some new release of any kind, and this thing they turned around in record time. So there's no reason except for 
They were once again caught by surprise by it over at Blizzard, in my opinion. I could be dead wrong. I'm not there internally. I don't know for sure. But it seems like five years too late on Heroes is not that different than even five months too late on Auto Chess. And at the I very least, and I don't think the polish argument holds water because part of what makes a game polished is a lot of the assets and the way things control and the way things play in general. And they already had that when they made a polished MOBA in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. So saying like, oh, well, if they just threw it out there, it wouldn't be polished. Yeah, it would, because you'd be going off of the effort that you've already put into another game. Now, if we're talking about something completely different where they're they're starting from you know, the ground up, that's different. That is something that might not be polished when they put it out. But when you're talking about literally taking assets from a polished game and then developing a framework for them to work in, you're dealing with something that's pretty polished, especially, you know, and you can iterate from there. We live in a day and age of day one patches and day forever patches. Everybody wants to be the game for forever. So, you know, there's no reason why you can't put it out and say, well, we'll update it as we need. Yeah. You could have iterated immediately and just pounded away on it because that's what these other teams did. They had their polished, finished engines, characters, assets, and worlds, and they just moved it over to a thing. Blizzard could have done this. They didn't do it, and it annoys me because that's where I'd like to spend my time. Just like I'd really rather spend my time in Heroes of the Storm than I would in the world of Dota 2 or League of Legends. And no offense to those who people who love those games. They were probably your first MOBAs, and that's awesome. That's part of the problem is you, you, you've, you've had the full meal deal, and now we're offering a slightly different one, and you're like, no way, forget it. My MOBA's League. We've, been that, we've had that conversation a million times. I don't blame them. I don't hold that against anybody. Those games exist for you, and I'm stoked for you. But man, Blizzard, that would have been great. The other thing is the 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 problem with incumbents. Like once a game becomes the incumbent, it is you can't put all of your effort. Let's say I want to make the Fortnite killer, and let's say I do everything right and actually objectively make a better game. That in no way means I'm going to become the incumbent and dethrone Fortnite. Like there's you just take that on. I think when you release a game that there's already an overwhelming incumbent in. I mean that's what Epic's trying to do with Steam right now, and and it's an uphill battle. So you can't even look at those situations. I think and say we did something wrong. Sometimes you're just like. You know, all the people that tried to make World of Warcraft after World of Warcraft, like that World of Warcraft could be objectively terrible compared to other MMOs. And you're not going to beat them having a better MMO because of the, the, the community, the groundswell that's underneath it considers it the incumbent and goes to it and prefers it. And that's where that audience is. So I, I just think if you see a, a game genre or a type where there's an opening, and auto chess, I think, feels like there's an opening. Like this could be a game that could create an incumbent synonymous with auto chess for the next decade or two. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what all these companies are thinking with it. And yeah, Blizzard's not either looked at it and said, "Well, we won't, we won't be able to make it in time to become the incumbent in this. Let's not do it." I mean, it they couldn't have, have been... a shot with Diablo, which is why I think Diablo Four is getting all the attention. Yeah, right I, I agree. And also, it's just bad timing. Blizzard's in a weird place right now for all the things we've talked about before. And they've got other stuff. The leaked information about um, uh, Overwatch 2 being announced at BlizzCon, Diablo 4 being announced. Like, they've got their hands in a lot of things. It feels a little bit like how they were so busy with World of Warcraft that Dota 
the mod and therefore growth and explosion happened just under their nose because they can't help it. They're just busy doing this other stuff. And so I'm st- I'm like you. I'm stoked about that. D4, bring it on. Let's go. I want that game so bad I can taste it. It's more important to me than any of this. All the auto chess could burn away into the sunset for all I care if you're saying I can get Diablo 4, uh, you know, if it was a binary choice. It's just that a nice fun and, and, and Blizzard's own words are, hey, we want to be more agile. We've got these incubators. We're going to build smaller experiences. We've learned a lot from Hearthstone. We're going to pump out more of this stuff quicker. Like that was the plan. And instead, they missed this one, completely missed it. And there's no I mean, doubt they're, they're that this failure is failure adverse in ways that other companies are not. Yes, right? or risk so adverse are, or something. I don't know. I what mean, it are is. you better being the company that has released Artifact or the company that axed Artifact before it made it to launch? I don't know because nobody's even. If you do well enough with your auto chess game to A, have more concurrent players than Artifact ever had total, <laughs> uh, and have it be so fun and popular and overwhelmingly reviewed that it made everyone forget Artifact existed, I think maybe it's okay that they failed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, because like, there's this thing we tell individuals and people as advice, like, you should fail. Failure is a sign of improvement. Don't be afraid to do... Like, failure can be paralyzing for you trying anything, so don't do that. On a company scale, you know, uh, Blizzard, to me, in spite of all the criticisms that are launched at it, hasn't really ever launched a failure. Like, I, I can't think of, I'm hard-pressed to think of a game that, even if it was maligned at launch, didn't turn into a success or have that destiny before it. But, I, like, every other company, um, you know, Valve, uh, Artifacts to Blemish, I'm sure there's probably... Half-Life Episode 3, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Half-Life is kind of a blemish on their record. Like, it's, they should be working. They owe it to their... The fact that they, they don't, don't have any... They, they don't owe to their fans what they need to do something. Like, it's just crazy that they don't I do anything agree. I agree. I think it's also just... Half-Life, Half-Life has attached to it so much expectation that I'll bet that game is terrifying to even consider. And I'll I mean, bet... Just, the way to fix that is just release a bad Half-Life 3 and everyone's going to leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll be a punchline for a joke for a long time, but well, at least you've just... It already it. is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it already is, so you may as well lean into it. It's like it's like uh, Duke, that Duke Nukem Forever game. It was never going to be good. There was no way it would live no. up to any of these expectations. But Doom comes along, and we all have crap expectations. Oh, right, you're going to do like you did in 03 and ruin it? You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Doom. And then they kill it. And now everyone has nothing but respect and high expectation for anything the team does with Doom. They need one of those to happen uh, at Blizzard right now. They really do. Well, I'm just saying, you know, like, again, it's it's sort of dovetails. I don't know that we talked about it too much. The StarCraft, the canceled StarCraft 2 shooter. A little bit. It's supposed to be like... uh, We were supposed to know about it. So, you know, I have feelings on that regard. Like, it's kind of unfair because all companies cancel stuff all the time. So we just happen to hear about this one. Yeah. Um, Does it bum you but, out that it was that's where J- Dustin Browder went, and that it would have been like a gigantic sort of battlefield kind of game, and I, there would be Terrans and Protoss and Zerg involved? Because that sounds I rad. Mean, yeah, I got the impression that there were some disappointed people who worked on the project who had sort of veiled comments on Twitter. <laughs> you know, my account does not reflect Blizzard kind of accounts, mm. and not that they were prominent, but just that, and not that they were salacious so that there's anything to learn from it other than i think the people working on it were very disappointed 
the impression I got to learn about it. To be that it was canceled, you mean? Not disappointed yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's hard to know because we haven't played it, but ultimately I don't know. Like it just sort of dovetails with your argument that you're making on instance last week, which is like you for sure can cancel projects, but I don't know. They just have they're not doing much. And that's something we've come to expect <laughs> from Blizzard, but I don't think I don't think we need to defend them from it because they haven't I don't know. The moves they've been making lately have just all sort of piled up to some really bad 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 goodwill. Mm. Bad goodwill? I don't know. I, I just I need a win from yeah, them. I've been I, feeling really yes. as a as a person who's very happy to throw a lot of money their way for their quality video games, I felt like I've had a lot of bad a giant run of bad news since BlizzCon of last year. And I'm just hoping for it to stop. I think so, you well, said it let right. Let me tell you about Overwatch 2. Oh, t- what? Tell me more. What will Overwatch 2 be I'm fine with like? Overwatch 2, honestly. Oh, I, I am too. I'm stoked about it. Are you kidding? It's I'm... two words put together that makes me sick. <laughs> Wait, why? Hold on. We haven't talked about this. Why? I'm stoked for whatever it might be. Why are you not? Why are you? F- because I think it's going to be the sequel to Overwatch, and I find that immensely <laughs> disappointing. Wait, what is the? Hold up, so, <laughs> you, so you're let, moving let me, too fast for me here. <laughs> let me let me clarify <laughs> the statement a little bit. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think the universe and the characters of Overwatch are amazing. Yeah. I think what you do in that game is okay. And, uh, you know, I feel like Overwatch is a game that they could put new characters in and they could put new maps of that okay thing in till the end of time and just keep it going, keep it alive. Um, But instead, they're going to do Overwatch 2. Now, if that's a completely different type of game, if that's something brand new in that world with those characters and it's big and it's awesome and it's rad, I will take all of this back. But I have a feeling that it's just going to be the sequel to that first game. Mm. And it's going to be awesome characters and awesome settings and uh, a big cosplay game. And that same kind of it's okay kind of game to play. And I'm not excited for that. Here's here's what I think will happen. This is my prediction. Let's check it when, when it's over with. I think that John will be right about all of his cool new characters, cool maps, cool stuff, uh, better, you know, maybe the engine improves, whatever. But I think there will be some big sweeping differences, and they will be things that people, A, been screaming about, and B, are closer to Titan than they are to Overwatch. I think they'll add progression, per-character type progression. I think there will be PvE elements that are designed to have that game compete with uh, games as a service in the realm of Destiny and things like it. Uh, I think that they want that thing to have more of an RPG spin, and that's the direction they're going to go. I base that on no inside information. I have no real freaking idea, but that's something in my gut tells me that's the direction they go, and it is not just simply, and look at his new roster of characters with the stuff to do. (laughs) Destiny 2 has a has a lively PvP aspect and st- still able to be also a PvE experience. I think the Destiny 2 model really fits the Overwatch universe. Yeah. And it- if that's what they do, I will be stoked. And honestly, that's when when they announced Overwatch, I thought that's what we were getting. And then as they were kind of walking it back a little bit, I was like, "Well, wait a minute. Destiny 2 is on 
the launcher. It's tied. Basically, they'd be competing with themselves, but now that's no longer the case, which means it is the perfect place for them to create a game like that now that they don't have Destiny 2 um, there to compete with. Mm -hmm. So if that's what they make, I'm all about it because I'm not necessarily opposed to Overwatch. I love everything about that universe. I just don't think the game's as great as most people. Uh, so a better version of that game, I would be all about. I think that would be great. But you would have a hard time naming a better team-based uh, shooter than that game. It's just that you don't like that genre much. It's not really your thing. Where it's just I mean, where it's just it, competition, it's, and did I win or didn't I win? I mean, and, we don't really play them that much, right? Because there's Counter Strike, there's Rainbow Six. Like that's not really any games that we play a lot of. There, it's well, a yeah. It's yeah. not a it's not a genre I really play. Like if you want to go back in the day, like I liked Unreal Tournament more than I like Overwatch, but that's kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't play. It's play not it like now. I'm playing Unreal Tournament right now, you know, either. So Love it's, Unreal it's Tournament. just, uh, dude. You I mean, just to, just to be uh, reasonable about it, like there are, you know, we don't really play that as a genre. So you know, it's like it's hard. We know what we just enjoy. I think and. Uh, to look at Overwatch and say, oh, I wish it was more of this than that. I mean, I can get behind that. I would love to do more of that team-based cooperative stuff in that game. Yeah, I I think that would be cool. We've had a lot of fun, the three of us, doing that stuff. Yeah. And um, if there's more of that, I mean, that that all that felt like when we were playing that was like, ooh, I can just kind of taste what this could have been. Like, this is just a mm-hmm. taste of it, but think about it. If there was, like, character progression and leveling per character and adding new augments to my guns or however you do it. Overwatch is weird because yes, you're playing a character, but what you're really playing in that game is a gun. <laughs> Cause you, you're, you, <laughs> yeah. if you're playing junk rat, you're not really playing junk rat. You're playing junk rats, bomb launcher thing, grenade launcher. That's what you're playing. And that's a different approach than destiny, which is, Hey, do you feel like playing uh, rifles? Cool. Cause there's all these rifles. Some of them are purple and super hard to get. Enjoy. Uh, this is like, hey, do you want a better sniper gun for for your Widowmaker? Or what kinds of things would that do? Like, there's a lot of gameplay questions there and mechanics questions I would have, but I really do think they have to lean that direction. Uh, and I think they're going to lean away from, hey, this is just an esport because right now it feels like Overwatch is a skeletal version of what it could be, and it was done in such a way to capture the competitive shooting market. And that's why they leaned into Overwatch. Put a lot of, lot of thought into the story of it. The cinematics are amazing. All of them. Oh yeah. Which is like disproportionate to what you probably need to make a compelling shooter compared to all the other shooters in the market. Mm-hmm. So you could hook that into a greater lore with through gameplay and stuff like that. And better than anyone else in this industry, just straight up, it would be the best of that kind. And I think the world, it's not quite cyberpunk. It's like comic book, mm-hmm. almost eighties, nineties cartoon mm-hmm. fantasy of powered heroes versus robot bad guys. You know, yeah. I, I kind of dig it. It's all right. It yeah. just needs, it just doesn't come through in the gameplay very much. You know? That, yeah. I, I, that's yeah. what I want is I, that they got as much story as they did out of the way they presented it is a, a testament to what they did. But I just want something a little bit more than 
hey McCree, remember that time we got drunk in Brazil? <laughs> yeah, that was the time. And then like that, it's like, oh, McCree drinks. I'm gonna put that in my Overwatch journal to categorize all this hot lore. Like McCree <laughs> drinker, Brazil underline. Is this the action of Overwatch? Question mark or Talon? Double question mark. Like. It's fine. I'm glad it got people thinking and talking about it, but like I'd love a campaign. I'd love to see what that how that world actually works. Like a world where they don't just shoot each other nonstop and you just see people dying all the time, but you get this weird feeling that they're all friends for some reason. Mm -hmm. Like that's the other thing is like I never bought there in there being any actual violence. Like, you know how they always say that in Mario Brothers, like the official canon stories, they're a roving theater troupe that puts on performances everywhere they go. <laughs> Did you ever hear that? That's like supposedly an actual like Kojima quote that that's how he views those characters. Wow. I don't know if I'd buy that for Mario, but if you told me that's what Overwatch was, that these were just a bunch of actors that get in costumes and dress up and put on little gun shows for people like the Wild West stunt show, I'm yeah, I'll buy that because they just shoot each other and then they die horribly and they come back and they're like, I'm having fun. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It never seemed real to me. So I would love to see what that world, how that world actually works. Sure. When I'm not at the Renaissance Festival of Overwatch. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. So all of this, all bets are off. If Forget about Blizzard. Forget about Valve, everybody else. If Nintendo, either as a mod to Super Smash Brothers on the Switch or a whole new game, built an auto chess clone with all of that roster of characters they have in the freaking Mushroom Kingdom Plus, I'd lose my freaking mind. It's <laughs> yeah, coming. It's got to be coming. Oh, it has to be. How fun does that sound? I mean, their, their XCOM clone thing they did with Ubisoft, the Rabbids thing, was great. It was really good. Like, it was XCOM, but, you know, a kind of a pared down, fun, vibrant kind of thing where, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Freaking Luigi turning around a corner, shooting a gun and hiding again and hoping to peg that rabbit in the head and... Like, it's the oddest thing, but it worked, and it would totally work here. So, so Nintendo, I'm talking to you, man. Like, it's just one guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Mr. Min Mr. Nintendo. <clears throat> Get Greg, you Greg Mr. Nintendo. Bowser. Yes, yeah. Greg Nintendo Do himself. Dr. Bowser. No, it's not. What's his name? Doug Bowser. Yeah. That's great. Doug. Everyone needs a Doug in their life. <laughs> All right, speaking of which, Mario Maker 2 is out in two days, and I'm going to get it because I like me some Mario and some Macon at the same time. I didn't play the Wii U version because uh, I don't. I think that felt like the Wii U was on its way out by the time. And I had a Wii U, but I was like, oh, I don't want to spend any money on a platform that I think is dead. I bought a Wii U for Mario Maker. Yeah, and you liked it a it's lot, right? Only game I played on my Wii U, and then I got rid of my Wii U. <laughs> did you did you enjoy the return uh, back to 360p or whatever it was? <laughs> it, was it really bothered me about that console. It wasn't that bad. It did 720 and some 1080, didn't it? Oh, it did, I don't know. I remember being like insulted by it. We oh, had a Wii U. Let me see Wii U resolution. I don't remember actually. 720p was always the superior resolution just, simply just, because I like the number more. Oh, here it, it is. It didn't look great on a 50-inch TV, which we had at the time. I was like, Ugh. Some games run at 1080p, some run, run at 720p. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But, it, but, but yeah, I mean, it, that thing at the time was at least... Uh, oh, I'm thinking of the Wii, not the Wii. Oh, yeah, the Wii was 
was sorry super wrong console res. everyone oh yeah <laughs> no we was the we was i wonder late, how uh, i can confuse those they're named so differently yeah i, I know he had that, that you in there that you is really hard to keep track of but uh anyway i'm gonna pick it up reviews are already glowing got a 9.5 on ign kotaku raved about it everybody seems to think that's gonna be great so i'm stoked i like that nintendo's getting into level makers i wish more games had that mm-hmm um, it was pretty cool that Doom had that snap uh, stuff. Yeah, I even though I tried to of, get into it, but it was a little challenging. Yeah, a lot I liked of, it. That kind of went away real quick, but I thought it was fun. I had I had a blast downloading weird stuff in there and playing. I wonder if that stuff still. I assume that's still a thing I can go dig into, right? Yeah, I don't think they discontinued it. So yeah, I don't think that. I haven't heard anything about the second one. Well, the second one's I, got a multiplayer mode, but it is just like King of the Hill sort of or something. What it's was it? uh, asynchronous two monsters versus a doom guy. Oh, right. You can, it switches after either time or someone dies or I forget how it works. It's called like battle mode or something. Something <laughs> dumb like that. But yeah, oh, like I just. Two demons, one marine. And a cup. Oh, no. And a doom cup. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> anyway, um, but. Sorry, what were we talking about? I don't know. I like I like level editors in games. Oh. Like they're doing it with this Link uh, game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely appreciate that when when games kind of put those tools in there. I know I probably wouldn't use it as much nowadays. When I was young, I had the Wolf edit uh, for Wolfenstein mm-hmm. and the Doom editor, and that aspect of the games was always great. And I just wish more games came bundled with tools like that for people to play because I think it's fun. Me and a buddy at work made a Doom level that was our office. And it was uh, <laughs> nice. it was like to scale, and we had toilets and everything. It was fantastic. I loved it, and we'd play deathmatch in there. And it was actually a really good deathmatch game, or level. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it really was. We had so much fun. And then Quake came out. We built the same level in Quake, and it worked great. And then we built another level in Quake that we were super fond of, and we'd play this like till you know I don't know one in the morning at the office. We'd stick around after work and just play on the land. Yeah, it was amazing. Like it was such a good time. So yeah, I'm like pro this in general. I mean, this isn't really Nintendo giving you. This isn't like here's a mainline Mario game and it supports modding. That's not what they're doing. But this is a is a really creative step in a cool direction. And this thing has also got way more assets, way more sort of uh, ways for you to build completion scenarios in these levels, which is going to be better for people who are downloading and playing stuff from randos and and uh and whatever way more challenging stuff like it just looked rad so i'm picking it up i'll let you guys know what i think in a week i keep hearing i need one of these to best use it which is this little stylus that i used to have for yeah my phone apparently that uh, makes a big difference because you're you know it's a little screen i mean not little it's a little compared to the wii u screen was wii u screen was huge so anyway there's that uh what else new PUBG gun a game you guys want a new how about hey overwatch 2 scooch over <laughs> time for yeah. PUBG 2 i guess or not not really because they're saying it's not even a direct sequel uh what does that mean it's not a direct sequel we we couldn't find a good way to hook it into the deep-seated lore of the original PUBG. so <laughs> this is actually more of a a different timeline of the PUBG story. We we didn't want to retcon anything about the dumb circle and the pan you wore on your hip. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's weird. There's story in it. They say uh, this, according to the CEO 
Uh, let's see. I'm going to find this here. The next player unknown's uh, Battlegrounds game is in development. The game's publisher announced. Uh, the as-yet-untitled game is being made by a new studio named Striking Distance, which has appointed ex-Call of Duty and Dead Space uh, developer Glenn Schofield as CEO. So that's, I don't know, that's cool. That's that's the major takeaway here. Is the Dead Space franchise is awesome, yeah. and it's a travesty that they've killed it, and so I'm looking forward to what this guy is going to be working on. Hopefully it's good. I agree. Dead Space was great. Dead Space is my favorite survival horror franchise. They did a lot of innovative, cool things, and they just make you feel like you're in the, the atmosphere of that place. So Scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it again. But I, I did love it. Which ones have you played? Uh, one and two, never played three. Three's good. Yeah, Three got a bad rap because of the microtransactions uh, in the media. That was a whipping boy. I, and, I uh, hate that. It's quite good. I just didn't play it because of the multiplayer. Uh, I, it was the multiplayer's so, good, too. That was so counter to what I wanted from Dead Space that I drew a hard line. I was like, nope, not going to play it. Wait, did they have a uh, mode where you, what was the deal? It's two-player, it's two-player co-op. Oh, okay. And uh, you play as another dude. And um, when you play solo, he's not around and the cutscenes are adjusted for solo play. So you can play it completely without and not need the second player. But there are zones that are like two-player zones that you can get into with a friend. Interesting. Um, I played it with a friend and had a good time doing it. Um, I mean, the one thing is, is that it, I think the opening bit's a little more scary than later on. And it is less tense with a friend because you can joke around. But yeah, I don't know. If I think if I play with Scott, I think I'll he'll scare me more than the game. When he <laughs> yeah, screams that's, that's true. It's still scary. There's still is still scary game, and I don't. I like it. I think Dead Space Three uh, was a little was a little over criticized. I could you know than it deserved. Well, here's here's let's see. What's this? Oh no, that's not it. But 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 but, but no. Hold but on. hold on. <laughs> no, I can't find it. Oh, is this it? What? What? Anyway, I was trying to find a scream so you could know everyone would know what it sounded like. But having just finished Resident Evil 2, and I'm not doing the Claire thing. I yeah, John okay, wants we need to. to talk about your ending of Resident uh, Evil 2 because it's you finally finished it. You finally made it, yeah. uh, sort of. You made it 50% through that game. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, first of all, you did it. Yeah, thanks. Um, credits, anybody credits who ran. told you, and you know what? Let anybody who told you you were doing it wrong or you uh, you were messing up or anything like that, you still beat the game. So at the end of the day, jokes on them for yeah. anybody that felt you weren't playing properly. That said, <laughs> your herb management was highly suspect. <laughs> Scott, how many Resident Evil games have you played? I know, but I don't ever like that combine your herbs to do shit thing, especially because you got limited freaking Tetris inventory. I hate it. I normally hate it. For people who don't know why I'm giving Scott a mild bit of shit about this is because you died at least twice to the final boss. Yeah. You're then standing at your box with all your items. Yeah. And there is a green herb sitting right next to you. Yeah. And you're complaining out loud, I just can't beat him. He just keeps hitting me and I just keep dying. And in your inventory yeah. is a red and blue herb already combined. Yeah. All it needs is the green. And not only is it a full heal, but it also reduces all the damage you take by a significant amount. Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, I just can't beat him. There's nothing that can be done while a little herb. And then I thought, okay, well, he doesn't see the herb. Then you looked at the herb, you picked it up and you went, 
I can't do anything with this. And you put it back down and you walked away. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's what happens in those games and survival horror game horror games in general. I do this if I stream Dead Space. I get so wrapped up in my own headspace about why this guy sucks and how scary it all is for me that I don't think logically about anything else. That's inventory, that's stuff on the ground, it's how a gun works, it doesn't matter. I just lock up, I forget I have a grenade that would work. Like, I just am bad at that. I don't have the brain for it because I freak out. And so, what I ended up, how I ended up beating Mr. X, who you told me was long gone earlier in the game, thanks very much, or maybe it wasn't you, but everybody's been telling me, oh, Mr. X, he's just in the first part of the game, you never have to deal with him again. I heard that yeah, multiple times from people. <laughs> that was horseshit. Yeah. He's literally the last boss in the game. Ugh. Anyway. I will, okay, one thing. I will defend people who told you that if they only ever played Claire's campaign. In Claire's campaign, he's not in the entire game. You know when you went into the sewers? Yeah. Mr. X is no longer in her campaign at about that point for Claire. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what they meant. Because he's all up in it for, forever. He was never not there, it felt like. I mean, there were chunks right. of time where I didn't have him, but. I hate him. He scares the crap out of me. But here's how I beat him. I started noticing that he's a, so he's a lefty when he's all torn up and, and on fire and he's got the tentacle arm. He's definitely favors that side. That's what he's swinging at you with. And I learned that if I duck and run to the left of his left arm, I could dodge it every time. Finally, after like whatever, four attempts. So you're not wrong. There were ways to solve some of my or mitigate some of my problems with him if I had just thought logically, but I'm so illogical when I'm fighting Mr. X or anywhere in the same building as Mr. X. I hate Mr. X. <laughs> he not, really got uh, to you honestly more than I thought he would because I remember when I was trying to sell you on the game, I was like, he's not that bad. And then I saw how you reacted to him the first time and I thought, oh no, I've I may have led Scott astray on this Mr. X thing. I didn't know you were going to find it that bad. <laughs> I really, um, he'd freak me out. If he was anywhere, if I heard him clomping around, my heart rate would go up. I would get like <laughs> tight and sweaty and I hated him. Really hated Let him. Let me ask you this though. Because I, you know, if you play the clear campaign, I think it's cool. There is an extra boss. You do get an actual ending because that game, if you don't, get the final ending it just ends super abruptly it's really kind of weird yeah it is weird. Uh, they're just like we made it and then like the credits actually kind of cut them off like mm -hmm. it's just like and credits yeah it's uh, weird it's very weird you get the actual ending if you beat it a second time but that's up to you if you decide to do for what you played though scott did you have fun with oh that? i had a total i i think that game is really good um i think there's a reason why that got the let's remake this classic treatment it's really good, like straight up great. And the remake is really good. It makes me excited for other remakes from that era because now I think they really can be done. Like that was shockingly well made. That's a really cool game. 100% down with that being, I can see why there are, there are going to be people in 2019 at the end of the year calling that one of their games of the year. No question. However, Mr. X can bite a big chunk from my ass and leave me alone forever because I can't stand him. I hate him so bad. I also loved how confused you were by the appearance of a little girl at the end. Yeah, that She's was like, like that little girl. Yeah, and they don't give you any time because it's like, hey, there's a girl credits. Like, what? Who are you? And I know they want me to go do Claire to find out. 
Not, yeah, so you technically haven't finished the game yet. If you I do don't know. Like back in okay in the nineties when you like, played this uh, when you played this on the PlayStation, it came with two discs, I believe. And the yeah. first disc was him. Second disc was her. And so in truthfully, yes, I have played half the game because that's how that was presented back then. These days, it's one big digital dump, and it looked like the ending to me. And I said, I'm out. But I might come back. I don't know. I haven't decided. I'm not committing here. I mean, I'm mostly on your side, Scott. I think people should stop asking you to play a scary game. But <laughs> I can't let you off on this one. It's not a finished game if you only did half of it. But who plays anything where there's... You don't go to a movie and halfway through it runs full credits and then they go repeat everything and then run credits again. I think the deal with that one is that full story is both characters' perspective leading to the ultimate conclusion. Yeah. I guess so. And I've I've played the original. I have a lot of late nights at a friend's house playing the original, and I know that it's important to play to play through. Those. I don't want to play. Okay, as long as okay, can you tell me this? Does Claire have to hang around Tedna or whatever her name is? Tedna, the, the, what? Girl, the girl with the the high heel girl that's the, said no, she's from she's the FBI. Not in it. Okay, I haven't played the remake, so I can tell you about that. All right, I'm yeah, glad to hear she, that, John. She annoys a- me. Ada Wong is not in Claire. Ada, Ada, Ada. All. Yeah, I was thinking Ada. So thinking. here, here's what's different. Yeah. There is a first of all, Mister X can appear earlier, but there's a trick to avoid him, and I will tell you what it is if you play it. Okay. Um, so there is a way to keep him from appearing right away but there's also a way to make him appear right away. It already sounds too complicated. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just you don't look at something. There's a thing. I'm just kidding. You, it's, you haven't said a single uh, thing about how to do it. <laughs> uh, so you basically play the same game. You go into the police station different. You have access to different rooms. You play Claire's story, which is a different story. Yeah. You do different things. You go different places. The good thing about Claire, like I said, Mr. X checks out at about where the sewers are. Um, and then he does not come back. I'm not messing with you. He's done. Okay. Uh, and there is no mechanic that replaces him. That's the other key thing. Okay, good. Uh, Claire has a different final boss. And then because you would be playing the B story, there is a final, final boss. And is and is and is that me and so I would be Claire and and Leon together fighting a boss or what? How's... No, Leon weirdly doesn't doesn't join you even though he's there. Uh, he lets you go handle that on your own. Wow! All right, <laughs> that's nuts. I I uh, I may do it. I don't know, man. You know what the problem I have and now? Um, it's not so much that Mister X is. I'm gonna feel like he's everywhere or whatever. Or any of the other scarier parts of the of the construction of that game. My biggest problem will be I'll be in early stuff in the station and I'll say, oh, wait, what? Where was that? Oh, shit. I got to go. Okay. Like, I'm going to forget everything because, again, the terror overrides my memory. And so I'm not yeah. going to remember anything. So I'm not going to be able to just run, okay, point A to point B, get the part, go back, put the part in the thing. I'm going to forget that whole chess piece thing. That's going to be a nightmare. No, but it'll be a different because isn't it that... Y- um she's earlier in the timeline and she has different puzzles to solve like you're not playing the same game over Mm. so that is one thing where the remake i think is not as good as the original the original did a really good job of presenting this as they are in a different scenario doing different parts and there were occasionally places where that broke this actually doesn't exactly work. There are things that she does that are the same things that Leon did that haven't been done. And it, it's kind of weird and disjointed in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. But you are doing different puzzles. You are going to different places. Items are in different spots. So your inability to remember that won't 
factor too much into it. Uh, plus, there will be some stuff that you would have done as Leon that you skipped altogether because Scott also never found the Magnum. No, so I never he did. Not only beat this game, but there were rooms left completely unexplored. Never oh, had there's, a, there's romance options in this game? I don't think so. Yep. Well, Ada, yep. you got Ada. What Is that a Magnum joke? Yeah, it's a Magnum joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Like the condom, the Magnum yeah. condoms. I get it. Uh, high quality. If it's called Magnum, you know it's high quality. We'll see. I could do a guide. I mean, there's things I could do. I don't know, man. I just that. We also have ice cream bars called Magnums up here in Canada, which is hilarious. Do you really? Those sound good. They're probably yeah. big and thick. They're really expensive. Yep. Basically, <laughs> sure are. Like that we're doubling down on this. Yeah. I, just, and I, I haven't been way. able to bring myself to buy them because, you know, you get embarrassed about buying anything called a Magnum <laughs> stores. There you go. Um, Would you like a bag for your magnums? I'm gonna bring us. No. I'm gonna try to bring us back because we were gonna okay. talk about PUBG's new game, but we, I don't. Somehow we were. I don't know how we veered off. We veered off somehow. Well, it's because the Dead Space guy is working on this new PUBG. Oh, thing, so. that's what it was. He's got John a good said, pedigree okay. um, behind him. Yeah. Good CV. So if you want to kind of feel feelings about this, just keep in mind. Just a pretty. Is a good person at the helm here uh, working on this, so it could turn out to be something special. He says this. Uh, he hints the game may not even be Battle Royale. He says, uh, as a creative, the freedom to explore the PUBG universe has me excited about the possibilities, which I view beyond the Battle Royale genre. Uh, <laughs> the PUBG universe. It's a bunch of people who just yell, go around yelling, China number one, China number one. <laughs> and they're like, there was a great apocalypse. And then everyone got uh, mega turrets. Well, that's the funny thing, because I tweeted a reply to, I think it was the Kotaku article, because they were talking about the single player stuff. And I, I don't know if you guys read it, but I wrote, I wrote like a little a little note here uh, or a little story treatment. Let me read it to you real quick. Okay, I think I'm, gonna, I'm stealing this. We're going to use this for it. Sorry, this isn't your typical uh, Dear Martha, but here's what happened. Here, uh, if I can find it. Okay, here we go. Clicking tweets, taking names. Okay, there we go. Okay, that's not it. This is wonderful. All right, hold on. Almost there. Uh... It. It's so hard not to do a Dear Martha. I know, isn't it? I don't even know how you yeah, do it. I want the old Dear Martha guy back. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, so the announcement was, a narrative experience is coming to the PUBG universe. This is from Engadget Gaming. And I replied, Jared knew there had been a... Sorry. Jared knew there had to be more ammo in that shed, but getting there would be hard work. Stay here, Seamus. We need that ammo. Or rather, I need it. Anyway, you stay by this rock, and I'll be right... <laughs> Jared, <laughs> no, Seamus, yelled Seamus. I did a little story treatment. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's good. So. I that- think you really nailed the thematic elements that make PUBG's universe what it is. Uh, I can't wait to be joined by all my favorites, all the cast of uh, Battle Royale stolen and put in it. Put in uh, a different game. A guy in time. Yeah. Naked, naked Larry. Naked Tom naked and Larry. Susan. <laughs> guy in a tie Hanfred. yeah guy with a helmet on and, the thing and then... i liked the most about PUBG was being able to drop naked and making finding my attire part of the get meta game yeah you'd love yeah, that you were into it you're like oh you found pants hold on i'm still in my underwear here's uh, the thing about that though what else is there they should do it as a prequel so it would be like uh uh bill discovered that he couldn't jump through windows yet that would come later like, you could do pre-patch stuff. Oh, you could go. You'd have so much fun if you went full parody. They're not going to, though. It'll be, like, some serious story. So, 
it's going to end. You're going to get up to a control room and you're going to have a bloody shootout and you're going to get up there and they're going to go, we're going to need someone else to turn the master key, but just one, <laughs> just one. How will I choose which one? <laughs> well, there's a hundred people out there. I know I'll engage the wall and then <laughs> and a big circle will come down yep. and it'll go. We'll let fate decide. Yeah. <laughs> there's really nothing else to work with. <laughs> Like you're gonna have to whole cloth this thing, so I hope those. I mean, those are good guys to do it, I suppose. So we'll we'll see what they do, but uh, time will tell. Uh, okay, finally, this thing just jumped out at me, and I had to bring it up. This is not meant to be political, but it's kind of impossible impossible not to be. Uh, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft wrote a joint letter, which is not something they do very often, opposing tariffs that were put into place by Donald Trump against China not too long ago. Three major con- uh, console manufacturers behind the Switch, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, have penned a joint letter voicing their opposition for tariffs that would impact Chinese goods, and inc- uh, this includes game consoles. The three say the proposed tariffs on video game consoles would cause them to harm consumers, developers, retailers, and manufacturers, risk job losses in the industry, and stifle innovation. Here's a quote. While we appreciate the administration's efforts to protect U.S. intellectual property, and preserved US's, uh, the U.S.'s high-tech leadership, the disproportionate harm caused by these tariffs in, uh, to U.S. customers and businesses will undermine, not advance, these goals, their letter states. Uh, went on to note that in 2018, more than 96% of video game consoles imported to the U.S. were manufactured in China, and that moving 100% of manufacturing to the U.S. or another country would cause significant supply t- chain disruption and increase costs, quote, even beyond the cost of the proposed tariffs. Uh, that's basically it. They, they are very inspecific, very unhappy about this. And they're, you know, that's a big deal for those three big behemoths, competing behemoths to put together this letter, whether it has any effect or anybody changes anything is not immediately evident, but it's significant in that regard. Any thoughts, any feelings about any of that? Mm, I just think the tariffs overall are bad. Yeah. I, I think weird it, that it's, America, 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 America isn't a viable policy for most things. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, weird, right? It feels like maybe yeah. it's more complicated than that and hard yeah. to ma- navigate and also very complicated. Well, I mean, look, would I? Would it be cool if somebody said, hey, guess what? Microsoft's moving all Xbox production to, Santa, or to um, uh, South Carolina. I'd go, woo, that's awesome, man. Bringing it home. Let's do it. It's just not feasible. <laughs> so if it's not feasible, neither are extreme tariffs. And you got to come up with a better plan. So I think it's bad for a lot of things. Hey, I did, I went through this recently myself. I had a Kickstarter for playing cards. And right around the time I did that, tariffs were uh, issued on playing cards, literally playing cards coming from China or Europe. And I had to make a decision. Do I print these in China where everyone's printing everything these days? Or do I do them here? I decided to do them here. And it cost me. It freaking cost me. Kind of hard. Actually, yeah, that reminds me. There was a doom and gloom article. Did we ever talk about it in core uh, about how these tariffs? It briefly, it was at least in the notes at some point. Yeah, yeah, the tariffs. Like, yeah, I think we did because you were talking about this very thing, Scott. Yeah, because only one American printer and everything else gets printed in China. Yeah, like it, for this big revolution in tabletop gaming, uh, that has to be printed somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of these Kickstarter stuff and all this. This is revolution in gaming is like going to be heavily it's already very expensive to buy these like mega board games these custom board games and it's only going to get worse with these tariffs so yeah they're going to get video games too they're going to get dinged hard and video games were 
bound to be affected in this new wave of tariff. So it's a bummer. Can you imagine paying a thousand dollars for your switch. I'm not going to do it. People won't be able to do it. It won't be worth it. And then, by the way, if you buy, like, everyone's going to be playing Stadia. Google's behind this. Yeah. Google's Google. <laughs> tinfoil hat music. Or tinfoil tinfoil hat, hat theory. Oh my it's gosh, we got a tinfoil hat theory. Bo's right. We're so Google's behind the election of Trump in order to have this very thing happen. Boom. That we get the tariffs raised, raised and that all the consoles are more expensive except Stadia because Google's figured out a way around it. Yeah, and he's only he's only publicly uh, mean to them to keep the cover-up going. That's how it goes. Right. Yeah, sorry, I'm going to play this again because right. I just said and that. Also secretly a swarm of bees. Yeah, it's all... <laughs> like Candyman. <laughs> yeah. Just ready to kick those out anytime. All right. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Let's move on to this. The games we're playing this week. Underlords talked all about that. Don't need to say much more. I did also get Cadence of Hyrule for the uh, the Nintendo Switch, speaking of. And, Hearing good uh, things. Yeah, it's really good. If you played uh, uh, Curse of the... Ne- Wait, Curse? Curse Crypt of the Necrodancer? It is Curse, oh, okay. right? Yeah, Curse of the no, Necrodancer. Oh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, that's it. Uh, a really cool, weird indie title. Been out for a couple of years where you dance in dungeons to kill stuff. It's a rhythm game, but it's also this kind of cool uh, roguelike sort of deal. It's it's a, it's an awesome little game, but I don't think anybody knew this little partnership would happen, but it did, and it's uh, kind of that game, but set in the Zelda universe, and it's great. Uh, I really, really like it. Apparently, it's shorter than these things typically are. There's This has a, an ending at about four and a half something hours. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not nearly that far into it. Maybe it will. Maybe that's good. Maybe it would outstay its welcome otherwise. But it's it's pretty good, and it feels like it's almost like a Zelda game got invaded by a mechanic, and the mechanic and the and the invasion said, "Oh, sorry, you have to play this way now to get." Oh, hi! It sounds like I didn't finish a sentence. That's because things locked up, and I had to reboot everything. So now I'm back, and everything's fine. But I have no idea what I was talking about. I'm sure it was awesome. Oh, and then you guys are all fouled up on where you're located on the screen. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Hey, look, I like my new image. I'm John, and then Bo is like a weirdo. Yeah, and I didn't send you guys videos, so I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on there at all. Uh, Bo is just this strange uh, man. Yeah, you... <laughs> Listen, this is, strange we... man. this is something we already knew. All right. Sure th- than you know. I think it's working now. I apologize to everybody at home because this is all real dumb. Yeah, the videos, the videos all left up. All right, you're in John. Bo is in John's place. John's nowhere to be seen. All right, we're nearly well, at the end. We can get through. Yeah, it. we'll I'll get through this. We'll be fine. Be very serious. Sorry, everyone. It's got real funky real fast there. All right, uh, where the hell are we? What were we doing? Oh yeah, Nintendo. We- Good luck to them. No, it wasn't Nintendo. Good luck on the tariffs, everybody. Oh, video games nope. I'm playing. <laughs> Cadence of Hyrule. We're talking about Cadence of Hyrule. Sorry, reboots really fou- foul me up. All right, Cadence of Hyrule, really good. I recommend it. And last week I told you guys I was like hunting for a new action RPG and I was kind of just feeling all sweaty about it. And I think it was Bo who said, hey, when's the last time you played Torchlight 2 or someone in the chat did or something? It is me, but continue. Okay, that's cool. I went and uh, da- downloaded and installed uh, Torchlight 2 and played a lot of Torchlight 2. So how was it? How did it turn out? You know what? That game's really good. It's still good. I didn't even load mods or anything. People are telling me that there's a really great set of mods. It's like the, the grouping of mods you want to install no matter what. I haven't even done that. 
and uh, it's great. It's just it's a good it's a good action RPG. So I, I don't know what happened there, but I like it a lot. It's it's solid business that thing. Diablo three happened is is what happened to poor Torchlight two. That must have been it. I don't I don't really know, but it's a very odd thing, and uh, I like it. Okay, hold on. I think I lost the stream. Nope, it's back. You guys are there. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, John, more Assassin's Hi. Creed Origin, which I'll get back to. This week was all about Underlords destroying my life. but I don't think that game ends. I, I think that game goes on forever. What, Origins? Yeah, uh, Odyssey. Or Odyssey. I keep saying that. Yeah. Uh, how? Why? Like, there's got to be an end. There's a story, right? The story ends. There's got to be some kind of story, an ending. It, ha- it hasn't ended yet. What? <laughs> I'm still going. I've got so many hours in this game, and it's uh, it's really a really long game. I mean, it's good. It's right now occupying a space that is a comfort game for me. So being able to play it and and keep coming back to it and all that is is a real bonus. But yeah, I mean, I'm still. I've got like five different story arcs going. All the DLC is still happening. I, I haven't touched it yet. I'm level 52 right now. Once you hit level 50, you unlock alternate advancement. So you're not even putting points in the tree anymore unless you want to. You open up a, a whole different thing and uh, you you level that way. It's it's crazy. Hmm. And do you... Um, uh, do you, do you- I mean, and you've even done the, you haven't done any of the DLC stuff that's been out, right? You haven't done any of that stuff, the newer stuff. No, I haven't, I haven't gotten to it. I'm at 138 hours played. Yeah, I'm somewhere near that too. And what's funny is you can get, oh, I forgot to tell you, you know how I went and cheated and got a bunch of free XP and uh, gold by accident? Yeah. By accident. I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I didn't think it would do it. Anyway, uh, if you do the scaling thing, it worked out fine. Like everything was bumped up to level 34 from where it was at 27 or whatever. And when I go to those areas and stuff, immediately all the gear I got were upgrades to everything I had. Oh, um, awesome. So it was no, it turned out to be not a problem at all, but it basically just shoved everything forward experience wise, but I'm still getting good equivalents at the level I'm at. So I'm getting level 34 gear that I, that, that there are upgrades or that's meaningful for my character right now. So that worked out. Uh, not too bad. Uh, well, yeah. good. Well, we'll just keep you and I will keep picking at that thing until the scab comes off. And, yeah, uh, I don't know if it ever does, but we'll we'll find it. We'll find the end. I mean, you you make a good point about um, the feeling that it never ends. Uh, I wonder if that is part of the reason they skipped a year. Um, re- reportedly, if this thing really is about Vikings next time around. That's just a whole new place, a whole that's a lot it's a very different effort than say Origins was to Odyssey. So I feel yeah. like they could they need it for that, but also maybe it's possible this game this game was so front loaded with content that they knew people would be pay, playing it off and on for two years and not running out of things to do. So Yeah, that could know, be possibly it's, it's huge. I even got to the top of the you know how they have the the other mercenaries? Yeah. And it's like ranks. I hit the rank one, uh, like the top ranked mercenary in the game, and it turns out there's S ranks beyond it. Like oh. everything in that game goes longer than <laughs> longer than you even think. So oh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to keep playing it, so it I'm fine with it going as long as it is. But it it will certainly take up 
the hours, that's for sure. Yeah, things a beast. All right. Uh, also, you played WoW, the new patch, 8.2. I've also been doing that. Uh, your, yeah. your your take, how you feeling there? I sort of played it. I got in, and I went, and I watched a really amazing cutscene. It was very cool. And then I arrived in a, in a really neat-looking zone, and I talked to some people, and there was a lot of cool stuff happening around me. And then I got to the part where they said, all right, go kill some stuff. And I went, yeah, but what if I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey instead? And I bounced out of it. And I I don't know. Everything about this patch looks great. It looks it, it, it looks amazing. It looks intriguing and it looks interesting. It just as soon as it got to the game. It, it dropped me. I lost interest and said, ah, I'm going to go play something else for a while. I know why. It's because you and I are being, and by the way, I'm having a similar experience. I'm going to push through what I can before the instance on Friday, but I may have similar comments then, but I, I, it's just more and more I'm realizing this, despite it all, you know, new amazing zones, new content to get through, new story bits, you're still just being handed a plate of the same plate you've gotten for every second phase patch in every expansion you've ever played like you're just here's more of this and it just so happens that this is 14 15 years old so it's starting to be less like because you've got this very mechanically compelling thing waiting for you over there in odyssey and you're being asked to do this thing that you've been doing for 15 years i think that is a normal reaction and i don't think it makes us bad wow players i don't think it makes us bad gamers i think it makes us Normal human beings, when repetition and muscle memory sometimes isn't a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Bo says here you got drunk with other witchers in Witcher 3. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, well, have you guys played through this part? No. I, I think, yeah. I it's did. a main oh, campaign yeah, I quest. Did. Yeah. I care more, Hane. Oh, maybe I did. Yeah. You go back to the castle, or the yeah, whatever the Witcher house, <laughs> and and I, the game's just good. So there's a part where you start drinking with all of your other Witchers, and you at any time can say, "Let's go to bed. We have a busy day tomorrow," which might have been what you did. I think different players would have gotten different experiences from it. Um, but anyways, I got you know, uh, what's her face? Um, Yennefer was all like, "Don't stay up late. We have a busy day tomorrow." <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, okay." And then you can optionally just continue to kill time and get more and more drunk. <laughs> and uh, you, it's possible to get so drunk. And this is spoilers for anyone who hasn't played Witcher 3. It's like three-year-old game, so I'm probably fine. But if you can get so drunk in that game that you all feel like it's a good idea to go um, into Yennefer's room, dress up in her clothes, <laughs> and, then, and then prank call other mages with her megascope. What? <laughs> <laughs> which is what i ended up doing i didn't we're do dressed, this this sounds we're crazy all, <laughs> we're all dressed up in yennefer's clothes and we prank call some elf wizard who's like what who is this <laughs> it's so great are you kidding me she, that sounds insane i did not and do then this she walks in on you guys and you're all like oh she's like get the after bed <laughs> and then when you wake up to do the quest the next day you wake up in your dirty underwear <laughs> you do the whole i did the whole thing in my underwear because i'm like i'm not getting dressed I'm- what the heck man none of this i didn't know about any of this that's insane yeah well you have to you know be 
you have to ignore the advice about going to bed because it's gonna and, and the next day wasn't that hard you yeah. just it isn't much for you to do so right wow Anyways, it's pretty good that's amazing all right well you was, i didn't know you were back into the witcher 3 uh yeah i'm i'm still playing through it i'm a hundred i'm like you guys with odyssey i'm 124 hours in and i feel like i'm nowhere near finishing the game yeah that's another all. game that just went on for thousands of miles in any direction yeah. And we get a lot for our money now in games. If you think about it, RPGs in particular, like that's just crazy. When we all, we all, we're all going to spend fifty nine bucks. Maybe we'll get extras if we decide to, but we'll spend a minimum of fifty nine bucks for Cyberpunk, and then we're going to play that for three hundred hours. And if you think about the exchange rate on that fifty nine, it's shocking to me that video games don't cost more money these days. I don't get it. I, mean, I, I bought Witcher on sale too, like the whole bundle deal years after the fact. Yeah. And I'm not, um, look, I'm not saying we should up the price just for people. You know, I'm not saying I'm pro, like I want to still spend 60 or less, but I'm surprised the industry can handle it. We for, get a lot of value for our money. Like if you play a game for a long period of time, like 124 hours, divide 60 by 124 hours, that's yeah. your cost per hour. That's true. It's, it's not that bad. It's real good. Uh, speaking of real good, I got a phone call. No, I don't. I have an email. Check this out. We're <laughs> getting everyone excited about a phone call. This is not happening. It's an email from a listener, and they sent it by clicking the contact link at frogpants.com slash core, uh, which you can do, or you can leave us voicemails, 801-471-0462. Somebody named Grifter P wrote in. Dear core people, I love this format. Thank you so much for staying with us uh, in this way after Heroes receded. That's a good way of putting it. The game just receded a little, that's all. Yeah. He says, what's it going to take to get you guys to stream 3v3 Rocket League again? I loved it back when you guys were playing that. Grifter P. Uh, That's true. Rocket I'd, League super fun. Dude, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I loved playing that game with you guys, um, in particular with you guys. I remember, too, one of the amazing things about it was John and I were rocking controllers and Bo was playing on a, a mouse and keyboard, which I oh, yeah, still can't right. even imagine what that's like. But you were, like, competitive with it. And... That's back in the early bow days, and I remember being so impressed by that. And I was like, no wonder he's good at heroes. He's good at everything. Mouse and keyboard this shit. He's insane. Yeah, mouse and keyboard's good. Yeah. Just fine. It's, I don't know. It works, it works really well in that game. But yes, we should be more games like Duck Game and stuff like that. We should try and find something oh, on that. Duck Game, play. dude. Duck Game was so good. Well, it's not necessarily extremely relevant to people that are just listening in podcast format, but for people who are here live with us when we record this is typically after the show, we do post Heroes of the Storm games with uh, Kyle and Kristen. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for us, but it's in good news for them. Um, Kristen is going to take a little extra time to get some extra rest because of the baby on the way and all of that. So we actually will not be playing the post-show hero games with them and maybe we can use the time to change some things up and try some other stuff. Yeah. I am, I am uh, all in on that if you guys are. and That sounds like a great time. So we'll, see, we'll squeeze some extra stuff in and Rocket League could absolutely be a part of that. We all own it. So Is that game free to play yet? No. No. Uh, no, we all own it. Oh, yeah. how do we, how do we, does it make us mad though that it's, that it's now owned by Epic and Epic's moving it to the Epic store? Did you hear about that? Uh, it's aggravating. <laughs> 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 There's a sound clip for you. Uh, yeah, I should go capture that. Uh, it's aggravating. It's aggravating. Uh, but ultimately it's fine. Actually on that front, we didn't bring it up, uh, but Tom Sweeney was out. There's some articles reporting about him defending 
his position a little further and they were pretty they were pretty i don't know i found them very convincing or at least good uh tweets on their perspective i still fundamentally don't like what they're doing yeah. um but the the what he was pointing out was that there were a lot of second tier uh second tier storefronts have all tried to compete with steam in various forms and have not been able to defeat the incumbent mm. again earlier in the show we talked about i had talked about incumbents i was just like you can't beat world of warcraft like we get to the state where they're basically unbeatable if they're keeping if they're keeping their product relevant fortnite is you know apex was supposed to defeat it they were the chosen one mm-hmm. but instead they went anakin and you know um i just think that that's probably the position with steam and Epic's just trying the only, they're saying that the only thing that's proven to actually change um, sales figures are the exclusives. So I expect them to continue doing exclusives. I just don't want them to have pre-order pages on Steam when they do it. I think that's just what I think is the really the, the bad thing. So if they can get these companies before they sign up with Steam and make them pre-orders, I think that's completely fine. Sure. Uh, Yeah. There you go. Well, all so, right. Look at that. We got more. I never said I hate Epic either. There's a meme going around with me saying, hey, I hate Epic. I don't like the store and I don't like what they've done, but their engine's pretty cool and they've made cool games. So, like, that's not. Sure. And they now. I just don't want to be the face of Epic hate. I'm going to show up on some video somewhere. <laughs> they now. Own... They now... <laughs> really... It's not what I want. They own. Uh, now they own uh, Rocket League. So now you got that. And arguably the most sustainable esport in my opinion one of them i think all of them have have shorter tails than i think rocket league could go on forever and i think this is a bold prediction and maybe it's one of these but i think that uh ubisoft thing they put out the demo for that's now off you play but it'll come back when it's done what was it called something skater skate cyber super skater shoot the shoot the ball skate skate and die i don't know what it's called whatever the name was okay yeah <laughs> roller oh sorry roller roller skate skate and die is it roller something roller something roller ball roller bla- roller blade. i have no idea what you're talking about roller bla- blasters <laughs> chat room what's it called blaster master no they showed it on stage and they said and you can go download it now and i did and it's called Jeez. Okay, roller. Ubisoft made this? Ubisoft, yeah. Uh, roller champions. Roller champions. That game's fun. I oh, really yeah. liked it in the in the way that Ro- that Rocket League is. It's a, it's not exactly the same as okay. Rocket League, but it's definitely in that vein. It's cool, man. Game is cool. All right. I, played it, I like I like the look of it. I played it like three days. And it's totally in that vein of like, go around the thing, get the ball in the thing, careful not to get tackled, pass it to your teammates. This is super intense. Oh my gosh, we're up by one. Like all that stuff's in there. It's great. Yeah, it really looks like Rocket League too, in a way. Yeah, in some ways, it. I mean, it's like future sport, no matter what. It's sort of that, but it's uh, the the take is different enough. I think it could be its own thing. Like it's not, it's not just a flat field with two goals on the side. It's this circular oval and you need to make laps in order to earn enough points when you take the shot and the shots are kind of hard and I don't know, it's cool and you can tackle and and get the ball back a lot. And just, it's real scrappy. I think it's cool. I think that game's going to be good. At least I hope so. It seemed, seemed all right. Uh, Thanks grifter P and thanks everybody who sends us, sends us emails again. 
you can go over to Patreon or sorry, uh, frogpants.com slash core and get right to where you would send us a message and we'd be happy to read it on the show. Also send us those voicemails, 801-471-0462 and voicemails. Uh, oh, I already did that. <laughs> sorry. I have so much shit going on. I'm losing my mind. Uh, just trying to make sure nothing crashes or goes weird. Is everything, you guys can hear us? Okay. Chat Hello. Room's, chat room's good. You guys can hear me. Everything's fine. Uh, Patreon.com yep. slash core show. That's where you go to support the show. That's where you're like, man, these guys with their crash today, they're the best. I want to give them a little money. Uh, head on over there and do that. Patreon.com slash core show and follow us on Twitter. Core pod, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Bo, for John. Do we have music here? Yeah, I have this. <laughs> I'm losing my mind today. You know what? I got to tell you a funny story before we leave. This just shows you the kind of brain set I have today. I had four uh-huh. packages, or sorry, three packages to per, uh, to prepare to send to all the co-hosts of Film Sack. Okay? okay? Stacks of movies people have donated to us. Cheesy movies you can't stream anywhere. So I had three stacks out. Kim was going to do it for me. So I let her know via text, hey, I'm laying these out and I'll let you know I'm going to put a note on each one for who it goes to. So I made little post-it notes and I wrote Randy Jordan and I put it on his pile. And then I took another post-it note and in my head wrote Brian Dunaway. But actually what I wrote was Randy Jordan and I put it on that pile. (laughs) And then I got to the third one that should say Brian Dunaway and in my head I did, but I wrote, you guessed it, Randy Jordan and put it on top of there. <laughs> so there are three stacks and they all say to Randy Jordan on them. And my wife comes down while I'm recording current geek or something and looks at me like I am insane. And I said, <laughs> I know I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. So that's where I've been lately. You'll have to forgive me. I'll stop eating these beef sticks that are mixed with ostrich meat. Look at those. Wait, mm. wait, a, wait a minute. Yeah. You realized you made an error and you didn't correct the error? No. Oh, no, I did after. Like she was. Oh, okay. I was on the air, so I couldn't do anything. But I said, oh, no, that one's for Dunaway. That one's for it. But obvious. And like in my head, I'm thinking, how obvious is that? But she's like, well, you wrote Randy on all three of these. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Sign of age. Something's going on. Anyway. That's hilarious. Thanks for listening, everybody. For me, for Bo, for John, for all of you. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Uh, I forgot to play. That's a good question. For emails. I keep forgetting. That's a good question.